You can absolutely do that. You could absolutely do it as a side hustle, as a full-time job, as something that you hope will become a full-time job, something like that, you can absolutely do. It's a great kind of kitchen table business that you could start from home, run from home and scale up as much as you want to because the industry is growing so much. here and you are listening to the made for more podcast the show that talks about balancing business babies and all the beautiful madness that lies in between i promise you will learn a lot you will grow a lot and you will laugh a lot but most of all i promise that you will finally see that you are made for incredible things and i'm here to help you achieve them all it's time to stop telling yourself that your dreams are too big and start dreaming bigger this is the made for more podcast let's do this Hello my friend, I hope you are all good, I hope you're having a wonderful day. I'm so excited to be bringing you this episode today because today I've got a cheeky little interview for you. I haven't actually done an interview for a really long time but the reason I'm so excited today is that I'm talking to the gorgeous Lauren Prentice and we are talking all things subscription boxes. Now if you've been around for five minutes, you'll know that I love passive income, I love multiple income streams, I love building something alongside what you're already doing to give you that recurring revenue and that just flexibility financially. And subscription boxes are an incredible way of doing it. And something else that I love about subscription boxes as well is that you can, it's not based on you, So if anyone is listening to this and they love the idea of, you know, creating a business for themselves, but maybe you don't want to show up as your face, you know, you don't want to be the face of your business, then creating a a subscription box is an amazing way of having an incredible business that is not based on you personally, because you just need to brand the box, brand your business, and that is the face of your company. So it's an amazing business model for so many people and I talked to Lauren today and she talks me all through her journey so far with subscription boxes she honestly is just such a guru when it comes to it she now has three her first one she started 18 months ago in the pandemic when uh, one of our other businesses was really struggling and she's now got over a thousand subscribers I mean that's huge think of a thousand people paying 25 30 pounds a month that's a lot of money. Like I'm no, I'm no good. I'm not good at quick maths, but that is some serious money on a monthly basis. So you definitely want to listen up to this episode. She's got amazing advice to give for anyone thinking about a subscription box, or maybe if you haven't even thought about a subscription box, um, I'm sure by the end of this, your brain is going to be ticking as much as mine is. So um, yeah, hope you love this episode. If you do love this episode, please take a screenshot tag me on Instagram and let me know what you're loving and also share it with anyone else that you think would find this really beneficial as well because I really want to share the love and get this out to as many people as possible because as you know my biggest passion is helping people take control of their life and take control of their businesses and create a recurring and passive income stream for themselves so that they can spend more time doing all the things that they love. So I know you're going to love this episode and I can't wait to hear what you think. Enjoy! Hi Lauren, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, so good. I'm so excited to chat to you today. So for those who don't know you and don't know anything about you, please just give us a little bit of background, how you got into business, what life looks like now. Give us give us all the spiel. 
Yeah, of course. So um, when I came out of school, I went straight to drama school and absolutely hated every minute of it. And I came out of drama school three years later and said, I can't do that. I'm not I'm not auditioning. I'm not going into that life. And I kind of said, right, I'm either going to do one of two things. I'm either going to do a conversion course and become a lawyer or I'll, alternatively, I'm going to start a business. And basically starting a business was a lot more exciting than going and learning lots of laws. Um, so I did that. So I started my first business when I was 21 and I sold that in 2016. Um, and I just added different bits and pieces along the way that kind of excite me and have been of, of purpose, I suppose. Amazing. What was that first business? Uh, so we used to go into schools and we would run their drama classes. Um, so it was like teaching kids drama, mainly to increase their confidence within um, kind of school settings. Amazing. That's so cool because there's stuff that you have now. It's kind of linked, isn't it? So for those that don't know, um, Lauren's got seven businesses. That's wild. Um, and they're kind. some of them are kind of linked, but some of them aren't. Can you tell us like what kind of array of businesses you've got? Yeah, of course. So I've got um, a theatre company and basically we make the theatre more accessible for people. So we're like a big community and we all join together and go to see shows and take advantage of group um, discounts by booking lots of tickets. So um, that's really popular and that's really, really grown over the past. We've been doing that probably five or six years. Um, And then I also have a Christmas business. That one kind of lays dormant for like nine months of the year and then from September just goes mental um and then I also have a children's cookery class company so we go into schools and we run their cookery classes so really similar to how I did with the drama classes just with cookery and then I also have three different subscription box companies um I own the business box which is a subscription box for female business owners I own um, a children's bake box, which links into the cookery classes that we do. And then I've recently just bought a new subscription box. And that one is um, for people who like cats. Um, And then finally, I also coach people in um, helping them start subscription boxes and start having a recurring revenue stream through a subscription box model. So cool. I love how random, <laughs> I mean, throwing that cat business in there really is a bit of a curveball, isn't it? But I love how random it is. Yeah. And that's going to, it's going to actually lead on. Um, I want to talk to you about this in a minute about subscription boxes and who it's for and, you know, what kind of businesses you can make from it, because it's a booming business, isn't it? The, the industry oh, yeah. is, is massive. So I definitely want to dive into that. But um, I want to just know quickly, logistically, how do you, how does someone run, how do you run seven businesses? How does that even work? So I have a team. So I have people that work for me. Um, Not a big team by any stretch, but we also try and automate as much as possible. So I've built in as many recurring revenue streams into the um, businesses as I possibly can. So whether that's um, through memberships or like with the subscription boxes. So it's not kind of, we're not in a position where um, we're having to constantly chase the next client and things. We've got that recurring revenue built in. 
Yeah, that's so important, isn't it? The recurring revenue is such a massive thing when you're not trading time for money and just being exactly. smart about the time that you have. It's so, it's so, so important. And mm-hmm. I also know that you, you've spoken quite openly about having ADHD and you really use it as your superpower, which I think is so cool because I've recently had um, quite a few friends actually who have been diagnosed with ADHD a lot later in their life. And it's it's really knocked some of them, actually, like, you know, their confidence and thinking, how will this affect me in my business now? What does this mean for me? Um, but you really use it to your strengths, don't you? How do you think it's affected your business? I think ultimately, I don't think I would have seven different businesses if I didn't have ADHD because I'd be able to focus on one. But having lots of different businesses and lots of different revenue streams really helps with me because I I'm still working. I'm still making the most of that time, but I'm spreading it across different things that give me that different like dopamine hit at different times. So, for example, I don't just work solidly on one business for a day. So I won't go, right, I'm going to focus on my coaching today and I'm going to do all my scheduling or make loads of content or whatever. I will dip between all of the different businesses and be doing different bits for different businesses at different times, because ultimately... I would not be able to focus on just one thing for the whole day and I would end up doing other things. But by doing those other things in different businesses that I own, I'm still managing to get that, that return on, on time investment, I suppose. Yeah, totally. It's so, I, I mean, I can, I can really relate to that because I get bored really easily. I've got a really short attention span. So mm-hmm. actually working in, I always say this from a, pro- a pro- productivity point of view, working in short bursts of energy and switching things works really well for me as well. And so, yeah, I actually do understand that. Maybe I need to get <laughs> looked at, maybe, maybe I might have ADHD, but I understand the whole thing of yeah, not staying focused on one thing and not not getting bored. Um, okay, so I want to deep dive into the subscription box mm-hmm, yeah. thing because I find it so fascinating. The reason I actually came across you is that um, we were doing um, an affiliate launch together and I heard you talking about it a lot. I heard you talking about subscription boxes and I hadn't really ever considered it as a business for myself nothing really popped up and then when I was hearing you talk about it suddenly all these ideas came to my head and I was thinking I could do this I could do this I could do this and it actually really really excited me um and I realized there is so much scope in it isn't there there is so much that you yeah. can do so um can you tell us firstly just a bit about the subscription box industry and why why did you choose to to dive into that yeah so when I started my subscription boxes Um, It was actually in the middle of lockdown. So the theatres were closed and the schools were closed. I was really in a position where I was like, what now? And in that time, I started to look at it and I started to go, well, what industries are A, pandemic proof and B, are growing? And subscription boxes just kept coming up. So in the US, they're absolutely massive. There's a subscription box for all sorts of things. Like you can get a subscription box on bones. You can get one of like tinned fish balloon modeling literally there's a subscription box for everything over there but over here it's very much an untapped market so I was really aware that this is a market and an industry that's growing and growing and growing and now is the time to start and I don't think that's changed since 2020 when I launched my boxes I think if anything now the market is just more primed for subscription box owners and it's really really exciting 
to think that we're like very much in the UK in the infancy of this industry and it's just going to grow and grow and grow over the next few years yeah that's so cool isn't it I just I hadn't even thought I mean the idea of tinned fish coming through my door is not ideal no, <laughs> I, I can't think of worse. no I don't know how I feel about that I think my dog would go wild for it but um <laughs> yeah there's so much stuff that you don't even think of but actually it's convenience isn't it it's about like yeah. You know, the thing, if you go into a shop and someone is like, you can buy a melon for a pound or you can buy a bag of cut up melon for a pound uh, for £2.50, you're going to go for the £2.50 melon because it's convenient and it's easy and you don't have to think about it. And it's so true if you're a fan of something and you really are passionate about something to have it just delivered to your door is, is amazing. Absolutely. So there's like two different types of subscription boxes. There's a replenishment box, which is where you've kind of got like your razor blades or your washing tablets, something like that, that is delivered month on month and it just appears and you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to go and buy it like pet food and things would be another one. But then you have discovery boxes and that's where they get like more interesting as an owner because you get to curate that box every single month. So that's what I do with the business box is I put together all the different things each month that, are going to help people to grow their business, that they're going to give them joy while they're working, are going to be interesting and exciting. And doing that really and truly just means you're getting paid to shop. And that is, that always gets my vote. (laughs) Yeah, always. So I really believe in like having, in terms of an online business and stuff like that, I really believe in creating kind of like a product suite, you know, where you've got different, various different offers and you'll have a membership and then an online course, especially when it comes to recurring revenue and passive income streams, a real variety. Um, Where do you think the subscription box sits in that? Like, would you say it's something to add into your portfolio a little bit later down the line? Or do you think someone literally starting fresh and saying, I think I want to start a business? Do you think it's right for them? Who's this for? I think it's it's right for both, to be honest. Like you could, if you were coming in completely fresh and you went, oh my God, I'm wild about, I don't know, horses, for example, I'm going to start a box for horse lovers like me. You can absolutely do that. You could absolutely do it as a side hustle, as a full-time job, as something that you hope will become a full-time job, something like that, you can absolutely do. It's a great kind of kitchen table business that you could start from home, run from home and scale up as much as you want to because the industry is growing so much. But equally, if you've got an existing business, it's a really, really, really good time to include a subscription box because not only are they going to bring you in more recurring revenue, which is a winner, obviously you can also use them as a funnel to get people into your audience so for example people who buy the business box are always then in our funnel they're already really really warm leads so from there they're always looking to buy other things so we can run you know retreats off the back of that courses all these different things and you've got your absolute ideal client already investing in you, in your product and in you and being reminded of you in a really, really tangible way each month that actually it's a perfect funnel as well. Yeah, it makes so much sense to add something like that in as part of your whole kind of ecosystem of business, as opposed to thinking of it as a whole separate business, kind of just bringing that aspect in makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? So how would that work? in terms of how would you eventually make that a passive income? Because obviously at the beginning, you're 
packaging up the boxes and you're putting all together and you're posting it out. So how does that eventually turn into something that is not too much work? Yeah. So on my subscription boxes combined, and there's three of them, I probably only spend two or three hours a week on them. And the reason for that is that everything that we can possibly have automated is automated. So we use a system that automates everything that makes sure, you know, if someone wants to cancel, for example, it takes them through a process so that we can try and keep them as a customer or so that that's all if they do want to cancel, that it's all sorted. If they want to change their address, something like that, it's all again sorted within the system. And it's as much of it is automated as possible. And that's how I teach my clients when I teach them. I'm like, start at the beginning, making sure everything is systemized and automated because you don't want to have to do the heavy work, heavy lifting. You want to do the fun stuff. And the fun stuff to me is like finding the products and shopping for the products and negotiating for them at different wholesale prices. Um, but that might look different for someone else. So yeah, there's a really, really, really good way to just make everything as automated and recurring as, as it needs to be. And things like packing the boxes. So there are loads of options. You could, if you wanted to, you could send it out to a fulfillment center. You'd get all your products shipped there. They'd store it. You say, right, these four products, five products, six products, whatever it is are going in next month's box. They pack them and ship them directly to your subscribers. Or on the flip side, you can hire someone to do it, which is exactly what we do. We hire someone to do all of our distribution. They pack the boxes. um, And actually, to be honest, that works out a lot cheaper than using a fulfillment center. Yeah, I love the idea of what you said about automating it from the beginning. I think often people think I'll get to that later on. Like once I get bigger, then I'll start doing those things. But that's when you get to the point of sheer burnout, isn't it? You get to that point where you're like, I can't do this anymore. And you never really want to get to that place in your business. So I love the idea of starting all of that right from the beginning. I'm all about systems and automation and, you know, using my time smart. I should point out that I'm not techie at all. I'm really not a lover of anything techie. I don't do any tech, but it is remarkably simple to get these systems put in. If I can do it, anyone can do it. Um, and even in my course, we have some, we have people come in and show you exactly like, you know, press this button and it'll do this. Because that for me was what I really needed when I was starting. Because um, that was my biggest stumbling block was just the tech side of it. But actually getting that built in early and automated and sorted early, you're going to have more profit in the long run as well. Mm-hmm. Because your churn, which is the drop off of people, the amount of people that cancel, will be much, much lower. Yeah, the tech freaks a lot of people out, doesn't it? I always hear that when I'm talking to people. But for most of the time, for most of online business stuff, once you, it's all front end, isn't it? You know, once you get it set up at the beginning, it's that it's this the hard, messy, dirty work at the beginning, but then it runs seamlessly. So it's so worth investing in just getting it done and and also not getting freaked out by the tech either because there is always someone that can do it or there is a YouTube tutorial somewhere or there is a course you know exactly like yours telling you exactly how to do it so you are actually you're fully the go-to person for subscription boxes you're like the guru um and I know that's because you've worked with a lot of people and helped other people create their subscription box so Mm -hmm. I imagine you've also seen a lot of people make a lot of mistakes I'm sure you've probably made mistakes as well so yeah what would you say are the kind of main mistakes that people make when they think I want to I want to start a business uh, a subscription box I'm gonna go for it I think the biggest mistake people make and this is this doesn't isn't like exclusive to to subscription boxes 
is they launch before they've built an audience. Like I always use the analogy, you could make the most phenomenal lemonade and you could say, right, I'm going to set up a lemonade stand. I'm going to put it on my driveway and I'm going to hope that people are going to come. And that's all well and good. If you've put out all the advertising, you've put it on social media, you've put posters up in the local area, you've told your neighbours, etc. But if you set up that lemonade stand and you're on a rural farm in the deepest, darkest Wales, for example, and you don't get any passing traffic and you've not got another house for three miles, would you expect to sell any lemonade? And the answer is no, because nobody knows what it is. Whereas if you build your audience and make something that they really want and that is really going to help them. And it doesn't have to be like a real profound help by any stretch. It can be something as simple as they want less tidying up, for example. Um, then you're onto a winner. Always build that audience first. And that's something I really, really cover in, um, in my course is like build your audience, attract the right people who are going to want your box or your business into your audience and you're halfway there yeah it's so true I definitely made that mistake in the beginning like I just first of all created a course that I I just wanted to create I didn't even know if my audience wanted it and then put it out to my random audience half of them followed me from when I was doing a bodybuilding competition I've not done that in a while. <laughs> Half of them were like girls that I met in the loo on a night out and just like, you know, like random people. Yeah. And then I was thinking, no one wants my products. And it was just the wrong product for the wrong people. And I hadn't matched the two together. So mm-hmm. yeah, leading with the audience building first is so key because there's nothing more deflating than putting all of that work into a business or a course, something, and then it just falls flat. Um, exactly. Yeah. There's nothing, and there's nothing more disheartening either. You want, when you launch your subscription box or launch any business, you want to have at least a small flurry of people because then it kind of validates like, okay, I've put all the work in, I've done everything and I'm on the right track. Mm, Yeah, totally. So I'm sure lots of people listening to this are going to be like, oh, I think I might, I think I might want to start a subscription box. I I at least want to know more about it. They're intrigued. That's how, that's definitely how I was when I started hearing about it. I was just intrigued and wanted to know more. So you actually have an amazing challenge coming up, don't you? And I'm, I'm so excited about it. Can you tell us all about it? What does it include? Who is it for? Tell us all the things. Yeah. So it's called um, Subscription Boxes Unboxed and it will be a four day challenge. Um, and within that time, we're going to work on what your concept is, what you would put in the box, who it's for, um, how to attract the right people into your audience by using influencers and how to set realistic goals and what you really like realistically and tangibly need to achieve in the amount of boxes that you sell to hit those goals and tick those things off of your kind of goals list. Um, And then on the 4th of July, um, I'm going to be running a masterclass at 8pm. And that's in the six steps to a six figure subscription box, um, which is a bit of a tongue twister. But what I really, really want to demystify for people is it's not difficult to have a six figure subscription box because you've got that recurring revenue model set up. So I'm going to be breaking down all of the different steps and stages and things I would suggest to do if you're looking to start a subscription box. 
So good. Lauren, you get me so excited about subscription boxes. Literally, I'm sitting here. I almost didn't answer you then because I was sitting here literally thinking of ideas. In my head, I was like, <laughs> maybe I could do this and maybe I could do this. Um, and also the idea of having a table full of like tissue paper and boxes and stationery really excites me. And any business yes. that you can add stickers onto, surely that's a good way to spend your day, isn't it? Yeah, there must be like some overwhelming childhood joy that has just never gone away from having stickers. Like oh, I had a sticker sure. collection as a child and I feel like that's never left me because even when we're like packing our boxes now, we don't do any, I don't do any of the packing because it's all over in our unit. But sometimes we get like the stickers delivered to the unit and I'm like, I could have a go at this. And I'm like, no, Lauren, stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good though. I just love the idea of doing that. But I think it's so, it's such an exciting challenge. And I think everyone's going to learn so much from doing it. I love challenges anyway. They're so much fun. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to dive into it and learn about all the, the things that I could create with it. So remind us when the challenge starts, how can people sign up? Tell us the things. So the challenge will start on the 27th of June. Um, you can sign up for it now. Um, if you head over to my, well, you're going to have a link and I'm sure you're going to share that anyway. I'll put it in the show so, notes, yeah. Yeah, so you'll pop a link in the show notes. So there will be a link there and you can just click through to that and sign up and claim your place, basically. Nice and easy. Love it. And when it will be on Facebook? Yes, yes. So I'll be running all of the challenge on Facebook and um, in a Facebook group so we can all share different ideas and see all the different bits and pieces that people are thinking about. Um, and it's I've run it before and it's always a really great community and there's so many amazing ideas that I always come away and I'm like, oh, I'm going to have so many boxes to subscribe to. <laughs> if I come away with a dog box I don't know what's going to happen my partner's going to be like what's gone on what is this stuff you're doing online um what about I'm, if you start one how's that going to go down oh, I know I know honestly the opportunities <laughs> are endless I'm excited um thank you so much I'm so excited for the challenge I'm really excited for everyone to hop into it as well and just learn all about this incredible industry and I think it is it is definitely the industry to watch isn't it it's absolutely booming and anything that really involves is. recurring revenue and pandemic proof mm -hmm. it's a no-brainer isn't it yeah absolutely and it really is a growing industry and the demand for boxes is just crazy at the moment yeah for sure I love it right can I ask you some quick fire questions before we wrap up I ask all of my guests these questions first of all what does success look like to you how do you define it that's a really 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 tricky question I say success is freedom it's being able to do what you want without having to question what either what you're doing what you're spending um yeah just that freedom this isn't a quick fire question but <laughs> when did you realize that you were successful I don't think anyone ever realizes that they're successful I think everyone always goes when I get to X, I'll be successful. When I hit this target, I'll be successful. And I think people who are true entrepreneurs, they're never going to feel they're as successful as their next goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so true. I definitely think happiness is linked, though, to that moment of like appreciation for yourself. You know what I mean? Like, oh, mm -hmm. that was good. I've done well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Secondly, what book has changed your life or had a big impact on you? Oh, that 
another tough question. Um, my favorite book that I've read time and time again is Oversubscribed by Daniel Priestley. And that is all about kind of building your audience and creating something that people really want and having a business that is always oversubscribed. And it, it's, it's a really good book. I really recommend it. He's also one of my faves. I interviewed him on this podcast and we oh, spoke wow. all about uh, oversubscribed. He was amazing. He's such an amazing guy. And he stayed for like half an hour after the interview and just coached me and gave me like amazing. incredible advice. He's so good. Yeah, love that book as well. And lastly, what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Uh, the best piece of advice. I think we all get given some really bad advice at all times. Um, and it's really hard sometimes to realize what advice is good when you're in the moment and just being given it but I think it would be just do it I think the best advice is progress over perfection Mm -hmm. not trying to strive for that everything to be perfect before you do something like for example before you launch something it's going I'm gonna give this a go and see what happens yeah, so true. I so believe in that as well. Like taking messy action. I think yeah. that's when if you are busy and people say, how do you do so much? It, I think it's that you just don't mess mm-hmm. around overthinking stuff. Yeah. You just think, oh, sorry, I'll give it a go. If it yeah. goes wrong, I'll learn yeah, something worse that can happen. Yeah, exactly. I love it. So if anyone is thinking of starting a subscription box or thinking, should I join the challenge? Should I not join the challenge? Just do it see what happens exactly nice and simple (laughs) i love it thank you so much where can people binge all things lauren prentice so um you can find me over on um instagram my instagram is the business box uk i also have a facebook group which um is really really imaginatively named and it's called so you want to start a subscription box and i am (laughs) easily found on there Oh, I love it. I love names like that. You can get so fruity with your Facebook names, but it's no need. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, Thank you so that's much. That's what it says on the tip. Exactly. I love it. Thank you so much. I've absolutely loved chatting to you and I'm so excited to see you in that challenge. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Hey, just a quickie. If you would love more info like this and you want to engage with more people exactly like you, then make sure you head over to my Facebook group, the Ambitious Female Entrepreneur Club. It is an amazing space full of entrepreneurs and ambitious people that are going to challenge you to become more and be more and do more and create more for yourself. I'm so inspired by this group of women and every single month I get an expert coming in and teaching a free masterclass alongside lots of other free trainings and Facebook lives and loads of assets to help you build your business online. I really cannot wait to welcome you into the Ambitious Female Entrepreneur Club. See you soon. Bye.